Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. Okay, you guys, welcome to whatever episode number this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McGeady, and we are we are finally, after two summers, we're finally finishing up what we should have finished a long time ago. Zanique <laughs> 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 is back, and we are finishing this I Know What You Did Last Summer moment. How are you? I'm fine. I'm back. I'm ready for the sequel. This sequel is wild bananas <laughs> insane nuts cockadoo cockamimi it like just fucking it is insanity it is so crazy <laughs> i loved it it's so good i love it so much i love i realized that like when i was watching this like it was like wow i used to watch the sequel almost when i was younger i used to watch it almost more than like the original Mm. so so for me similar to the first one I have seen this before but could not remember the plot to it which makes sense <laughs> which I mean I think it's just the brand of this movie this franchise but oh my god no it was so much fun like compared to last time I took so many notes on that movie this one I started to and I just like stopped at one point and just sat and just like watched in <laughs> awe like what is going on it's like action-packed high I mean it really and I like said this a million times when I was recording uh the screen episode that I did with my friend Jay but I think the whole point of a sequel like I follow the rules of Randy like I think that a sequel is supposed to be bigger and it's supposed to have a bigger body count and yep there should be more blood and it should be a bigger budget and Mm -hmm. they should expand on the story and I mean by all accounts, like this movie does all the stuff that I feel like a, a horror sequel should do. Yes, it takes all of the boxes and then some. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Were you really young or were you like older? So I was really young for this. And I don't, again, I don't remember much about what I saw. The one thing that stood out to me, and I'm not sure why, is the very ending, is the very end when we discover that Brandy is still alive mm. and she's doing that like limp. And right. that part like sent me because I like I'd forgotten all about it until I saw the scene again and just started cracking up because like <laughs> she and Julie start limping towards each other. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like a really like fucked up like Heidi or something like <laughs> so funny to me. You hear Brandy's little voice being like Julie from like the woods. Yes, <laughs> and she's like covered in like cuts and bruises and like palm leaves. Yeah, um, I, I just love like a post slasher movie limp. I don't know what that is, but best. something about just like, oh, like I don't know what my injury is, but like you saw me fall through a glass right? ceiling. So I, I'm not doing well. <laughs> it's so that. It's almost like 
they don't know what the injuries are supposed to be, but it's like, I'm like, is my leg broken? Is my ankle sprained? <laughs> is my hip popped out? Like what's wrong with me? I don't know, but yes. I'm showing you that I went through something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but I know what you did last summer made a real big impact on me as a kid. And I used to watch this one all the time because I was so obsessed with the fact that Brandy was in it. And oh yes, I just think it's really like, it's, it's literally like action packed. Like from the moment the climax of the movie starts, I would say around, I wrote in my notes that for me, this movie gets very real around the time that he locks Julie in the, basically when Julie goes tanning. Yes. It's when mm-hmm. shit starts to get very much real in this movie and from that point on it's like it doesn't really calm down for the rest of the way it really doesn't I think the pace is awesome mm-hmm. after that moment it's just like one just uh, just like one kill after another it, it actually was just like a wonderful way to up the ante because like we said with the first one it reads more like a murder mystery and it's mm-hmm. like not very bloody not very violent kind of just it's more about just like discovering like more like a whodunit and this one is just like <laughs> but also very obvious because from like the onset I'm like I know who the killer is like it's very clear who the killer is. right like <laughs> it couldn't be more clear who the killer is yeah but no you're not here for that like you're here to just see like uh, people just getting murdered in the most creative ways it's wonderful yeah and actually getting murdered Mm-hmm. And like not, you know what I mean? Not like <laughs> not having two people in the movie die. Yes. Um, it should also be noted, I feel like uh it should be stated it's important. Kevin Williamson didn't write this one. So the guy who wrote the first one and who wrote Scream had nothing to do with this one. And you can feel there's a change in tone, but I almost feel like it's it's like a welcomed change for me. Mm. Yeah, no, I see that. I see that. I think. I mean, like we said, like this one is definitely a, a lot, like the schlock factor is definitely like ramped up. Yeah. <laughs> and the one thing I noticed, especially with the writing too, I think it's, okay, this is like my head canon, but I feel like, you know, studio executive meddling, they decided like, okay, this is the sequel. We have to take them someplace. It has to be like an island destination. This is going to be your setting and you need to write around that. And it's very obvious that they're writing around the fact that they have to get to this point. Right. If you get what I'm saying, it's like totally. the worst kind of writing. Of like, <laughs> I know what the destination has to be. So I'm just going to like do everything I need to do to get you there. But it's very obvious. <laughs> Like they're like why don't we say I mean we could say that they want a radio show yes like, okay <laughs> all right that works it's like I guess uh <laughs> like, I wish I was in the writer's room for that of like trying to put together the pieces of like how do we justify them winning this trip but then mm-hmm. there's no one there and then like and that, there's like, some voodoo in there like <laughs> right and then it's like like of course like you have to make like they can't have this move this horror movie take place on like a beautiful tropical island it has to be raining of course yeah we so have to make we... like the bahamas terrifying <laughs> exactly so, so let's write in that it's winter <laughs> in the bahamas it's our winter um i don't know i just i the loopholes are insane but like <laughs> <laughs> i'm almost more forgiving of the loopholes in this movie because it doesn't try so hard to be 
that's the other thing. I don't think this movie tries as hard to be so serious. Like the mm-hmm. first one wanted to be very, very serious. And this exactly. one, I don't think does. Well, yeah, I think this one, they finally figured out like what people are looking for when they're seeing these movies. It's not like it, you don't, I mean, again, I love the horror genre. I don't want to like, you know, talk down about it, but this particular type of movie, this type of slasher, it's like, come on, it's, it's summertime. You're like, it's 1998. No, actually this came out in November. Weird. Okay. It's November, you're like 15, you're out with your friends. Maybe it's your first rated R movie. This is the movie you want to see. You don't want to think. You just want to like eat popcorn, drink like a giant like Coca-Cola and just like scream and that's it. Like, (laughs) 1,000%. They figured out the tone. They figured out the tone. They figured out the formula of like, this is how you make uh, a fun teen oriented slasher movie. And it involves geography trivia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I, I will say as far as the setting like I've always thought that the setting was kind of just like random and kooky that they were like like it's I know what you did last summers but Bahamas baby yeah um, <laughs> but like watching it this time I did for the first time in my entire life realize that it was actually kind of cool mm-hmm. that they moved the setting across the world but they still managed to make it like a foggy dock moment like oh yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. they're still on murky foggy docks somehow which is cool to me yeah absolutely I mean we took Jason to space so yeah <laughs> Julian the Bahamas is not that crazy like why not if Jason can take a cruise across the ocean <laughs> and land in Manhattan like things we can do this um I also just want to start by saying that I think Jennifer Love Hewitt is a better actress than we ever allowed her to be back in the day. Like, yeah, she carries this movie really well to me. And I don't know, like the plot is so unbelievable. And if it weren't her as the final girl, I think this movie would be like, it it has potential to be horrible. But -hmm. I think she does a really good job of carrying this movie. She does. I think in parts because she knows what what this is (laughs) like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know what the people want like she sells it Brandy does like a, a an okay job of like I think she gave me a lot of um Rodgers and Hammerstein's like Cinderella acting but oh yeah, she's, yeah. you know she did what she could she's still very charismatic so it, totally. it worked for her totally you can see why she is I mean she, her like her presence is so magnetic just like no matter what mm-hmm. you know she's so charming and like funny and I don't know. I just like, I love her so much. I can't even yeah. put it into words. And she's so fucking pretty. She is. Like, I guess I, I also, I realized I hadn't seen Brandy at this age in such a long time. Cause I mm-hmm. also haven't seen Cinderella in forever. Um, I guess I was watching Moesha the other day, but I, I think just this particular Brandy where I think it's like, this is after the boy is mine. Like it's like peak Brandy, I feel like. And I realized totally. like, I really have not seen her in this stage of life in such a long time. And it's like, she's so like fresh face and like- Yeah. Great, like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, I get it. <laughs> she does, she's got she's got moxie, baby. She's just got it. <laughs> and I, I was realizing when I was watching her this time too, like, I was like, wow, Brandy created so many, like, Brandy took braids and said, I'll do you one better. And I will introduce the girls to every kind of braid style 
that has ever existed in the history of twisting hair together. Like I will show you girls every possible hairstyle. Oh my God. And these micros were so small. I was like, how, oh my God. how long did she sit in the chair to get that done? How many people were doing her hair at once? <laughs> Do you remember that conversation <laughs> as a kid? Like, I remember hearing my mom talk all the time about like how long it must have taken to do Brandy's hair. Yeah, cause like it's, <laughs> it's like as someone who braids her hair a lot, I've never gone that small and watching her, I was like, Jesus, like that looks terrible. Like she looks great, but oh my yeah. God. Like that was, that was a whole weekend. Like- Yes, <laughs> tedious and painful. Yes, her poor um, scalp. <laughs> so <clears throat> I also did want to say, be like before we get into anything deep that Jennifer Love Hewitt I'm, I actually meant to say this to you last week mm-hmm. Jennifer Love Hewitt plays into the trope of Jennifer Love huge tits <laughs> like every <laughs> I mean can we like really talk like she is always in some sheer top oh sorry I'm so sorry my dog is no you're completely fine dogs are like welcome on this podcast I really okay Awesome. No, someone's coming in to like do work in the apartment. So he's not happy about it. It's like, hey mom, just so you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> but no, her like nipples are always iced, rock hard, yes. boobs are jiggling all over the place. They literally look dig- I t- I wrote in my notes that they look like digitally animated boobs. <laughs> like a video game. Like yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like they had to figure out how to make them jiggle as much as physically possible with every movement. Yes. I mean, but I don't, hey, you know what? Why not? I don't They're blame amazing. her. Like, she has great boobs. Oh. Also, another person, Brandy's butt. Like, oh my God. At one point when they're, um, when she's doing the tanning scene and she's like working out, she walks past and I was like, Jesus Christ, Brandy, mm-hmm. like what? But no, oh. I don't, I don't blame her. Like, this is working for you. Like lean into it. 1000%. She has arguably some of the best boobs I think I've ever seen in Hollywood honestly they're amazing yeah I mean that's really what that whole like what are you waiting for scene is designed for it's like just totally. for her to like jump up and down and like turn around and just like <laughs> well, she's shimmy so the good. best she can <laughs> <laughs> well because she's so good at bouncing them and making it look like nobody moves their body like that but like somehow she makes it okay where she's yeah. like what are you waiting for and she's like bouncing all over the place <laughs> soaking wet just <laughs> dripping wet with nipples hard like I live it was great <laughs> um and we get a, a lot of uh so I was thinking well this must have been when she really was like kicking up the music game right like mm-hmm. you really had decided like I'm gonna try and go for this and Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm going to try and be a singer and an actor just like Brandy. Because <laughs> <laughs> her music is in the movie and she sings in the movie and she's on the soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's very clear. Like, see, that's that's another thing. It's like 
there are certain notes they had to hit for the script that they write. So like, we have to get Jen, like she needs to be singing in this somehow. How? Okay, mm-hmm. let's have a karaoke scene. Like we need to like do these yeah. very specific things that her people <laughs> yeah. have talked to us about. Like we're trying to like <laughs> fucking raise the stakes of her career. But yeah, like it was, um, it, 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 just thinking about Jennifer Love Hewitt's like singing career still just, is such a weird thing to think about because it's something I have not thought about for a very long time. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that happened. Weird. I know it's such like a, it's such like a weird thing because it's like some people just don't make it doing things that they're really good at. Like she's a great singer mm-hmm. and there's absolutely no reason that she didn't make it as a singer aside from the fact that she just like didn't. Would you say, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, pose a theory I would say it's way easier for a young starlet to start off as a singer and then transition to acting in the other way generally speaking I 1000% agree with that I think we are way more ready to let a young singer be an actress and not the other way I don't know why that is because it's like Mandy Moore like came Mm -hmm. up around the same time but like Mandy Moore is like actually like a successful actress today and I would say yeah. more of us, more people would think of her as an actress before a singer, like now. But yeah, that's so true. I've never really thought about that, but it's very true. It just popped into my head and I don't have enough um, evidence to support this claim. But <laughs> I I think there's something there. I think we're willing to see a singer and be like, oh, okay, she's going to try acting. But like an actress singing is like, like, what are you trying to prove? Like, don't you have it all? Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like more jarring to hear, like, even now, it's like, I know Jennifer Love Hewitt can sing. I've listened to Bare Naked uh, mm-hmm. 38,000 times in my lifetime. But even now, like when I hear her sing, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a little bit more jarring because it's like, she doesn't do it all the time. So it's like, whoa, like Jennifer Love Hewitt can sing. You know what I mean? It's almost, it's a little, yeah. it, it takes more time to get used to for some reason. Yeah. It's like hearing Gwyneth Paltrow sing. It's like that's exactly you can I mean, that's sing the best but, comparison. But why are you singing? <laughs> yeah, like okay, what next? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get it. You sing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do everything. You're a bitch. Uh, <laughs> okay, you're a theater kid. We get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> calm down. Um, and we do get like a really great uh, Freddie Prince Jr. moment where he's like walking, and it's like his like his moment where they're like, well, we need like a good photo for like the team beat, like fold out. Mm-hmm. So let's get him walking in slow motion covered in soot and oil uh, <laughs> to how do I be with you playing in the background by Jennifer Love Hewitt. He's like literally for no reason, slow motion, like sexy walking. He reminds me of that um, episode of Next Top Model when they have to like, grease up and like they're like posing on top of cars in that one. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like wind and rain around them. Like it's very like, like okay. that. Like, this is weird. <laughs> like he is, I never realized until my adult life how much I did not like Freddie Prince Jr. as a kid. Like he just, he's much better in this movie, but I get, it's like by the skin of his teeth, he is a horrible actor. Horrible. No charisma. No charisma. Like to be the guy who saves the day twice, (laughs) he's pretty like I mean there's just nothing going on. 
nothing going on. I mean, he's very clearly a case of like nepotism. Like, yes. And like you're, you're passable in the looks department because honestly, as I sit here, like I'm like sweaty and disgusting right now. I'm like, he's, <laughs> he's like a four best. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got I a giant zit on my face. Like, yeah, he's ugly. <laughs> he like defined, like, he, like defined so many girls, like adolescents and we're like, he's okay. Yeah. I mean, in our defense, we were also were very young. So, you know, any like semblance of a man, which means there's some leg hair was exciting. Totally. Now that I'm an adult totally. woman, I'm like, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> I love you, Julie. Like this, this man, this man. Also just comes off really awful in this movie, I feel like. Because out the gate when, um, I mean, Julie clearly suffering from PTSD doesn't want to go back home to the town where all of her friends were murdered. He like really takes it personally. And I'm like, what is like, you, you were there for this. Why are you so insensitive right now? Like, I don't get it. Isn't it so weird? It's like such a weird thing to write into the movie that he's annoyed that she doesn't want to celebrate the 4th of July <laughs> in their hometown where everybody just died that she knows. All his friends too, by the way. He's like, you're so un-American, Julie. I can't believe you. I know. <laughs> you know He's you, like, you know how Americans died so you can have your freedoms? And she's like, yeah, like my friends? Like, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> That's why I want to go back. <laughs> my friends and like my friend's sister and your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And Johnny Galecki, who like, I don't, didn't really like that much, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you don't want to spend 4th of July weekend, like celebrating, that means you don't want to spend it with me, Julie. And he like <laughs> runs away. I was like, ugh, let him go. God, let him go. Fuck Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a catch, this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, also from the gate, very confused with Will. Cause it's like. Right. First, I just like, first I was like, who the fuck is this? Cause she like is, he's like, oh, you're having those bad dreams again. And I was like, wait, you know about this? Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, how much do you know? And I, throughout the movie was just like, wait, so how much does everyone know about what happened to Julie? Because it becomes a big like reveal where she like gives them the full story. And I was like, so did you guys know up until the point where she thought she murdered someone and got away with it? Cause that's, you guys were really chill with that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like nobody inquired about the remainder or like the rest of the story, like, there are several murders involved, like yeah. several murders. I thought that was very strange. Yeah, his presence in the movie feels so weird. It's like they really did just kind of plop him in this movie where they're like, we need like a guy. And he's so obviously creepy, like from the very beginning. And as a kid, I guess maybe it worked on me. Mm -hmm. He's like a nice guy in quotes, but like he's extremely creepy and off-putting and obviously the killer from the very start yeah it's it, it's pretty ham-fisted <laughs> like, yeah I was like okay like Will's random in this movie um yeah it's his his presence is not explained well enough to allow for you to not immediately know he's guilty yeah it's like he just is there and just like is somehow like her like emotional support classmate and like she's just right. that's just the relationship and I'm like but it's been a year like how have you established this deep relationship where you told him all about your trauma but like you haven't told like your mom or you know you don't talk to your boyfriend about it really like but this guy this is the guy I'm gonna tell my all my deep dark secrets too 
Yeah, and he's like very clearly like obsessed and in love with her, but Freddie Prince Jr. is just kind of like fine with it. Like it's just fine. Like okay, he's like yeah, they all start off wanting to be your friend, Julie. It's like what? <laughs> oh yeah, the way you're saying Julie too is like triggering something else in my brain. I cannot access what. <laughs> other movie where someone says the girl's name just like that and I'm gonna remember it tonight and be like oh my god it was this I'll text you (laughs) (laughs) we also cannot go any further without talking about the fact that a Jack Black is in this movie okay (laughs) b he used to be this is like before Jack Black was like famous so he used to be like the token fat funny gross guy mm-hmm. and see this man has a matted dreadlock <laughs> wig on and he is like like his character in this movie is I wrote in my notes that he's all of the weed themes themed items at Spencer's as a character as a person oh my god like yes. he is just so cartoonish and inappropriate it is and kind of racist. So racist. <laughs> like, I'm like, so is he giving you a Rasta accent or does he just slip in and out? Like, it is Colin Hanks times 20. No, it is truly bizarre. It reminded me of, because um, Philip Seymour Hoffman used to be this before mm. he became a thing. But like in Twister where he's like, again kind of like the larger like goofy guy in the group and it's like mm-hmm. it's truly bizarre seeing him in this movie just like knowing who he becomes and being like what are you doing here Jack? <laughs> like what the hell like, <laughs> it is insane like and apparently he's uncredited in this oh is he yeah i'm on wikipedia and it's like jack black as titus telesco uncredited like wow his people did that they're like He's going to be a star. We can't have, like, <laughs> the showing up. Anymore. Totally. Or, yeah, or, you know, like, even, like, maybe after he was like, hey, um, I just got cast in School of Rock. Could you guys take me off that uh, that movie where I wore a dread wig? We didn't fucking bury it. I'm so interested in that, like, <laughs> actors burying movies that embarrass them. Like, um, shoot, uh, that Neo-Ned movie with uh, Gabrielle Union oh yeah that like I only just found out about and I'm like <laughs> yeah. how did no one know about the fact that Gabrielle Union played a black woman who is in an insane asylum because she thinks she's Hitler like what <laughs> like, <laughs> like my god her people the fixers around her really buried that one. Oh my god <laughs> I know I was telling uh I was telling my friend Hannah on whatever episode we recorded together about the uh the Texas Chainsaw with um Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger mm-hmm. that they like are, are st- I think they're still going through court to get their faces off the the poster like they're yeah. still fighting to the nail to be disassociated with that movie when everybody knows it as the movie with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger <laughs> no it's like when you see covers of Leprechaun like Jen Aniston is still like yeah the cover of it with her old nose and it's like wow this is shady (laughs) take her off it's just a giant picture of her face covered in green screen 
we talk so reason. much about like you know angelina jolie and jen and like you can talk more about the people behind leprechaun and what they did to jennifer Aniston. that's I, far worse than taking your husband like this is bad <laughs> oh my god i know yeah this is like for sure jack black wanted this off his he didn't want anything to do with this and rightfully i mean this is like it is so cringy like and by the way, when I was little, because this movie came out when I was like nine or 10, I used to think that this is what I was like, oh, a classic pothead. Like this, this to mm-hmm. me at this time was like what it looked like to be like a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. Like if you like, when you take your first hit of weed, you just get like a Jamaican accent immediately. Mm-hmm. And you hold it in the back of your mouth and finish all your sentences like this. Like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like it's all gonna be okay brother smoke the ganja and like it's so over the top and insane and it's like his presence in this movie is so random like he lit he literally pops up out of nowhere sometimes they'll be sitting by the pool and his body will just pop up out of the pool with like a bunch <laughs> of blunts in his mouth that are wet that he's lighting it's just insane he literally just materializes like out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> does. And then he materializes weed in his mouth and is just like billowing smoke all the time. I mean, of course, and when he gets killed, there is like the over the top. Like um, he gets, how does it go? He gets like stabbed first in the hand mm-hmm. and then the killer is like looking for his weapon because there's like, for some reason, there's like all of these tools to kill him when he's like, what do I, what do I want today? Right. He's like looking for it and like whole time. I'm pretty sure Jack Flash is like um, ad lib and just like, no way, man. No, don't do that. Not yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <was stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> I love too when he opens up his like grow area and he's like, these my babies. Look at my little babies. Hi, my babies. Ooh, my babies. It's like, wow, do you like weed by chance? I mean, it's probably the most accurate part of people yeah. like, who grow weed honestly yeah. we just plant people in general like yeah no that's true <laughs> yes my little babies um I play beethoven for them so they grow <laughs> so silly <laughs> um i also love like i don't know if i love this but i just think that this movie has so many weird like there's so many interesting conversations involving race around <laughs> uh-huh. this movie to the point that they literally have like a magical negro like a a classic wikipedia term magical negro in this oh my god yes for whatever reason knows voodoo he knows potions he's a clairvoyant he knows the future he is he's wise beyond his years and for whatever reason he just pops up and knows everything and magic it's like okay and up until this point, it's never been implied in the series that there's any supernatural elements in it. Like, right. But like this guy, you're right, like literal magical Negro who like out the gate, they're terrified of because they're like, we found his voodoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he must be the killer. Like this man is 80. No, he's not the killer. Like, <laughs> he is so old. <laughs> I know. He's like, follow me if you want to know the few. Like he's like, compl- he turns into like, Otev or something like it is insane that this old man is just in the basement of this this resort doing all kinds of potions and like like witch brews like okay but the one thing the one part of this movie I've been quoting all week for no 
no reason, no context is when um, Julie and Carla realize like, oh shit, like we've been had, like the whole, the, the question about Brazil was wrong and that's how we were brought here. And he just appears and he's like, Brasilia. <laughs> it's so silly to me. It's like, <laughs> he has a couple of shadows and says, Brasilia. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Oh my God. And I love too, when they're like, when they're still playing with you, that's like, you really don't know who's good or bad. And mm-hmm. he's with, um, he's with, what that, what's that random guy's name? Oh, Will. Uh, Will. And he's, he's like, where do we go now? What do we do? And he's like, we are not going anywhere. Like, he's so, <laughs> this guy's like in a different movie. You know what I mean? In his head. Yeah. yeah he's like the discount Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, finally my Sydney Poitier moment. <laughs> You're not going. Um, and to add on to that, there's also some really just interesting cliches. Like, I don't know, when you think about Black people in horror movies, it's like, obviously you think about the fact that we always die very quickly. And like, mm-hmm. in a really just ridiculous way, like like I said last week, holding a Mountain Dew or something. Yeah, and, and saying like, oh shit, and then we die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no. Beheaded. <laughs> Very famously, the only black character in Scream 3 dies and says, Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, and like, you know, there's always like that cliche. But then yes. there's also all these cliches and tropes, like in that that people really talk about like not only in horror but just I feel like in these early 2000s like late 90s you know stacked teen movies specifically and I think when you look at Tyrell and Mm -hmm. Carla aka Makai Pfeiffer and Brandy they have all the things like yes Tyrell is this like brute mean asshole and he's short-tempered and And for no apparent reason either literally no reason he's just verbally ass- assaulting people the whole- yeah, but the writer's like he's a black guy you know <laughs> yeah he's gotta be a little aggressive yeah um, street. He's, uh, <laughs> he's horny every all he wants to do is fuck no matter what mm-hmm. there could be yep. bodies dangling next to him and he still is gonna be trying to fuck brandy um he's a chauvinist and he's just like a you know like a, a macho douchebag nothing else to his personality absolutely nothing else and of course his counterpart like Carla is just the sassy friend mm-hmm. like even like in the beginning like sassy well, well additionally black characters have no motivations or feelings apparently because like right. in the very beginning Julie almost kills Carla like she's she's <laughs> freaked out in the apartment Carla comes home at night because she's getting ready to go to the nightclub for her job and Julie runs at her with like a knife they both scream and then she's Carla's fine with it like there's no like bitch you almost killed me it's just like oh girl you need to come out with me to the the nightclub you need to get some dick it's like like, you almost died Carla Honey, and she would not have been like uh, prosecuted for it. Like you would have just died, and that would have been like it. Like Carla, and how funny is that moment? Do better. Too? She's like, like Carla for whatever reason, for like four minutes, is walking very quickly in the shadows of the house, 
and then it's discovered like oh it's just Carla looking for a, a crop top in the in the closet like okay why was she walking in the darkness and not like responding to anything it's like girl put the light on what are you doing turn on the lights sis but no yeah she's like you know just very classic like sassy black girl she tells it like it is and she also like dresses funky of course like yes she's a really funky like over the top sort of sexy style she's always showing her body and she's also like it's like she's there to be like like pawed at by her boyfriend the whole time like all he wants to do is fuck her the whole movie you know what I mean and it's just like such classic like and of course, it's like these are the only, these characters have to date because they're the two black people. So they're going to. There's no, no question of whether or not they'll be dating. You know that they are when you see them, and it just is what it is. It's just so silly. It's very silly. Um, and then even like the way she relates to Julie is like, it's so I have friends of very different races, assortment of race races. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I'm like collecting people. I have like, I have all the colors, but like I have a lot of different friends that are pretty diverse. And yes, race comes up, you know, in the relationship, it happens if you're close enough. But another thing that happens a lot with these late nineties, early 2000s movies is that like, it's always like, there always has to be like a weird race joke at some point that I'm like, I don't know how often you make that. Like, so we are at the nightclub and uh, Carl's like, come on, get your girl, get your white butt out here and dance. And she's like, <laughs> Julie's like, have you seen my people dance? Like, I'm white, you're black. Like, it's very like, we get it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, why is this being talked about so much? Or like the tanning, like, oh girl, get your, get your skinny white butt in that tanning bed. You gotta have some color in your ass. Like, why? You pale bitch. <laughs> it's like, okay. You pale stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> like I don't get it. Like. I don't know what talks like this. And also like, don't encourage your friends to tan. That's not good for them. <laughs> I, know. I know, I'm literally crying. No, but it's the like- real, The real killer in this movie was that tanning bed. I mean, can we talk? Like I've never stepped foot in a tanning bed in my life, obviously, but I've never been more scared of one. Yeah. Um. But no, it's so true. Like all of the, all of the shit, like when that moment where she like snaps her fingers and she's like, have you seen our people dance? We snap our fingers like I can't. Like, it's so embarrassing because I'm white. It's like, oh my god. And then of course, like Brandy is like body rolling and snapping, and like it's just like, God, like it's like the same person comes in and he's like the guy that writes for the black characters in every movie at this time. Like, yeah, <laughs> and he's also white, right? <laughs> so funny. Also, speaking of speaking of Brandy's funky fashion, like. I was realizing when I was watching this that, you know, 1998 is a weird time for fashion and it's hard to look at something and say, oh, it's so 1998 because it's like a transition year. Mm -hmm. It's like the clothes are leaving the 90s. So they're not really like typical 90s clothes, but they're not Y2K clothes yet. Right. It's like this weird in-between time like the style in this movie is insane I mean it is absolutely fucking insane there's a moment where uh Jennifer Love Hewitt is supposed when they're at the club Uh like her club hair is one of the craziest things I've seen on film to date like 
It was fucking insane. A lot of weird choices. And I think on top of the fashion thing that we don't talk about are the hair choices of this era. Because now I'm, think, I'm looking back, like, oh, I feel like I saw a lot of magazines, a lot of crimped hair, a lot of weird clips, just like, I don't know. I, I think every every generation thinks their fashion is the best. Right. But I have a hard time thinking anyone's going to look back at 2020 and be like, that was weird. I agree with that. I feel like, like people, I was thinking about that a lot too, like, because so much of what you see, I was thinking about the fact that like kids watch movies like this mm-hmm. and they try and interpret it. Like they love it. Like kids love early 2000s shit, right? Oh yeah, they're like really into it right now. They're obsessed with it. They love the aesthetic. They love the idea of people like having flip phones. Like it's all just such like a magical thing to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's funny. Like I was looking at like Brandy, Brandy's club outfit, for example. She was wearing these like, these red I don't even know what they were like corduroy (laughs) corduroy pants that laced up on the crotch and like a a half like floral shirt that like tied and I was like I can totally see some girl looking at that and being like chic as fuck I'm gonna copy this outfit from head to toe because to me it's not cringe but like we're too close to it for it not to be cringe yeah that's true because a lot of this stuff is making a comeback and it's Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm just also dreading the day when like low rise cheatings come back. So, oh my god! Like when I was a little kid, I liked them, but I also didn't expect my body to look like this when they came back. I was hoping <laughs> my ass. I'm like, please don't do it. <laughs> like I need a mom gene, okay? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've made many comments on this podcast before about like just really feeling so sorry for a lot of my friends having to struggle through low-rise jeans just like in everyday life Insane. not being able to bend over or pick anything up or sit down or no. anything you're gonna do like a full manny santos like right. with like your whale tail or you're just like, like i'm not wearing panties baby and i'm like oh she's 14 that's weird yeah. <laughs> like my butt cracks out boys like cool <laughs> such a weird thing but no like the style is very 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 intense in this movie and on top of it it's like you also have to factor in that these movies like I look at them and I I I think of them as they're like pushing everything cool in our faces at the time like all of the cool music all of the hair like they're trying really hard to like sell everything everything is a billboard Mm mm-hmm everything is is marketing everything is to like sell a product you know what I mean like I'm like wow this is what we were wearing like okay Jennifer Love Hewitt's club hair let me just try and explain it it kind of reminds me of Romy Romy from Romy and Michelle's hair in certain scenes (laughs) it's like (laughs) okay the only way that I could describe it is that somebody took gel and they rubbed gel in their hands and got it in between their fingers real good. And mm-hmm. then they ran their their hands into her scalp and stopped and they pulled up and then released. And her hair is just sticking up off her scalp with gel and then it's just down. Like it just goes <laughs> up to the air and then it's just flat it's so impossible to even try and describe 
Yeah. So I pulled up a picture just to like refresh my memory. And there's like two little tendrils. Yes. Like just kind of, but they're also kind of like up and out. They're up and out. It How is up odd. and out. It's it's gelled up in the air and then it's flat. Why would they do that? <laughs> so weird. That is so odd. Like <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, so they, they put like goose or something and just like they they gave up. Like maybe they like needed to get like we need Jen on set like immediately. So the hairstyle was like uh and just kind of like <laughs> Just go. Just gets her out there, and now we have it. She's like, just run this through your hair. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh my god. Well, there's there's even like the um, the bit later. So when they're at in the Bahamas, and like, oh, like let's go down to the bar, and like, there's nobody there. <laughs> that right. one bartender. Even like the looks. Then like, okay, we're gonna get dressed up and go down, and it's like. She's wearing like okay. She has her hair up. There's definitely like a like a, a claw or something in the back of her mm-hmm. head that's holding her hair up. Of course, she's got her tendrils because mm-hmm. you gotta have your little tennies. It's the nineties, ninety eight, baby. Of course. Um, she's wearing like a like a light blue. It's like a it's a weird printed dress. It's like an Easter dress. Yes, that's what it is. It's very. It's a pastel like kind of like Easter in the ninth grade, mm-hmm. maybe or like oh ninth grade like. Freshman year, it's 98, first dance. I mean, you you couldn't have said it better. It's very, like you went to whatever department store, Dillard's or whatever. And like, it's like, definitely like, a Delia's dress. <laughs> yes, it's very Delia's, like <laughs> maybe wet seal if you were like that girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's she's got it. And, but like, she's a college-aged gal. So it's, it's, just, yeah. it's very like... Um, juvenile yes looking for her age I feel like that was like a very like that juvenile sort of baby doll look was very much like a thing like those little like like dresses and like cardigans that are an exact match like sets you Mm -hmm. know and also weird little heels like yeah very odd heels like um there's a moment, I think in that scene, she's, it's not a wedge and it's not a heel. It's like a clog that's wooden. Mm-hmm. And of course, probably has some like Asian inspired, like dragon or something on it. Like something really <laughs> stupid. And uh, it's like a cork wood moment. Like they all make weird noises, their heels. Yes. And, but it's interesting though, cause you juxtapose it with Brandy in that same scene. She's got like that floral, like tie shirt up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have like Julie, like Julie's all like innocent looking and like sweet, and then like you right. have like her sexy black friend with her head. She's a headband too, which is also odd. Yes, like a headband at night. Why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she's like fully dressed for Sunday service. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, you know now I'm like really looking at some of these outfits. But then you have the say they're telling us stories, a story with fashion. Cause this is before everything turns to shit. This is before she's singing karaoke and right. she realizes like she's being stalked. Right. Cause you know, she has her little innocent Easter Easter dress, but then later on when the killer is on the loose, she's got like that white blouse and it's like buttoned all the way down and she's yes. wet and like her boobs are out. And it's like, Oh, like she's <laughs> lost her innocence y'all. Like she's, you know, yeah. I always love that. 
I love that. Yeah, it's because it's her final girl look. Like, I mean, you. I think we talked about this. I love like sort of figuring out what the final girl look is going to be. You can always tell there's a moment in every horror movie where the like they have to either change or they like rip you know like the bottom off their dress or something like mm-hmm. you know it's like this is going to be my final girl look and it's something that's like sexy but also something they can like be active in and do stunts yeah so it's like she decides that her like in the middle of all these people dying and like she decides to go put on like a look <laughs> so she runs up to the room and puts on like a skin tight white blouse only two buttons done oh yeah mm-hmm. her whole entire chest is out which is like she looks so good and then she's wearing this like she like put on like a a, a lace black bra underneath <laughs> and she's wearing it with like athleisure pants so that she can like run around it's amazing it is so amazing and you know as someone who like loves horror movies so much I never really thought about the final girl look but now I'm like yeah yeah, like your shirt's a little slashed. Maybe the killer got you a little bit. So you like a little like your shirt's mm-hmm. a little ripped up, but like mm-hmm. but not too ripped. It's kind of like chic. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's just enough to look like an aesthetic, like a survivor aesthetic. Oh my God. And your hair has to be wet. You have to be wet. I mean. Which is why they can never let us have a black final girl. Cause I'm like, okay. Right? In what <laughs> yeah. universe are you getting my hair wet for this movie? How much you paying me? Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> And they also love to put Jennifer Love Hewitt in a tank top for obvious reasons. They, oh, yeah. In every other moment, I mean, in between each scene, she mm-hmm. is walking in slow motion towards the camera in a tank top, and she somehow manages to get her boobs to bounce walking slow. It's really amazing. Um, it really is a skill that... Yeah, yeah. that's like my new, my new found quarantine hobby. It's just... <laughs> like, the... Jennifer Love Hewitt, like, boob walk. Yeah, because you can very much tell that this is pre-butts, right? Oh, yeah. This mm-hmm. is, like, before Jennifer Lopez, like, introduced butts to white people. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody cares about butts yet. And, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt has a great butt. Have you ever seen Heartbreakers? I have. So I, I always make the argument that I think Jennifer Love Hewitt literally invented the Kylie body. in that movie her body is like kylie's times 20 but all real she's a great big giant shelf ass but in this movie they don't care at all she is wearing thick big (laughs) high-waisted mom pleated like yoga pants that are wide and they are like i mean they look like like true sleep pants like for real she's running around in like some aeropostale fleece sleeping pants (laughs) but you're so right because now i'm thinking back when i was watching the movie of course noticing brandy's wagon i think i also noticed jenner i was like oh damn like okay she's got a butt too but you don't like you see it quickly it's not like it's not like a male gazy moment that's reserved for when she gets in the tanning booth and they like do the full body, like up and down, like yes. you know, in her bikini. But yeah, they don't focus on her butt at all, but it's there. Yeah, there's no <laughs> like real zoom in moments on her butt or whatever. Um, which is like, you know, they zoom in on her boobs pretty much the whole time. So it's like, well, I guess they just didn't care. Um, Weird. Oh my God, this is fascinating. And I have found a still, of course, of her in the cemetery doing the, what are you waiting for? 
car with like her boobs out and her top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we also talk about the fact that this is in fact a it's a holiday horror movie, but nobody ever really talks about it being a, it's it's not known as a holiday horror movie, but this is a Fourth of July horror movie. It is. Both of them are. Yeah. And you never hear people mention that this falls into the category of being technically a, a holiday horror film. But you see, I feel like if you're if you're doing a horror movie that takes place in the summer, it just becomes like a, a summer movie. Like I think of it just as a summer movie because like right, it's it's not. I don't know how to explain it, but like even horror movies that come out around Halloween, I don't see them as Halloween movies. They're just like a horror movie that came out at an opportune time. Like, I don't right. think of very many movies are like specifically Halloween movies. I think it's like, cause they're two time periods or times of year where I expect there to be a horror movie almost like a summer, like, oh yeah, they're at camp. They're like on vacation, they're getting murdered. Or like, oh, it's like Halloween. Like, oh, something's happening. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I think it's hard to pull that off. You know? Yeah. It's got, I mean, it has to be because it's just funny. It's like there are certain movies that I, I look at and I think like, yeah, that is a very obvious, like that's a holiday horror film. But mm-hmm. this one, even though they talk about the 4th of July the whole time, you don't ever really, I don't know. Nobody ever says like, let's watch I Know What You Did Last Summer for the 4th. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, that's a, let's start it. I'm gonna start doing Can that we? every fourth. Like usually the fourth, I watch the Patriot. I know problematic, but I watch the Patriot just because you know any little dose of <laughs> bullshit patriotism. But maybe from now on, we just watch. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah, like it is sort of the. I I don't know any other Fourth of July. By the way, I just sent you a gif of Jennifer Love Hewitt's Kylie body. Oh. Via email or? No, I I texted it to you. It's like, if you cut the head off, it's Kylie walking into a restaurant. Oh my God. Can we talk? Oh, damn. Okay. Wear a little pink dress. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) Like, Jennifer Love Hewitt had, she was like the body and we we didn't talk about it enough. We never, we didn't talk about it. Like, uh, or not enough. Or we don't talk about it enough when we think of like girls of that era. Like, yeah, I'm like, shoot. She's hot. Like- she is everything. Made me think I was straight, maybe, in, in 1998. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, what else did I write in my notes that I found interesting about this movie? Oh, well, we have to talk about the plot. Oh, yes. Hello? Like, <laughs> maybe we should talk about the movie. Um, <laughs> Forgettable. <laughs> listen, here's what I say. This is what I wrote in my notes as I was trying to be positive. I said the sequel is consistent with the original and the fact that the plot is insane and overwritten and makes no sense. Plot holes galore, starting with the fact that it revolves around a fake radio contest that felt so over the top and <laughs> such an insane thing to orchestrate. I mean, what? So I don't remember when they, um, when the radio station calls them, which is also like, since when does the radio call you? Like you say, you call into the radio. Well, okay, sure, sure, Jan. When um, when the guy calls them, are they on? Like, are they also listening to the radio when they're on the phone? 
Or so, are they just on the phone? I don't remember. <laughs> so they, the radio station calls their house phone. And then Brandy tells Julie to turn the radio on so that they can hear it. <laughs> okay, so it's as stupid as I thought. Because now I'm like, I was thinking, well, maybe I'm just like, I'm just overthinking it. Okay, no, they definitely put the radio on. So I'm like, so wait, 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 wait. So this is an actual radio station. <laughs> so that they seem to know, because they're like, we love WPG, whatever, the thing, the sign off. So I'm like, so did Will, or is it to believe that he like, does he work at the station or better yet, which I, I like this idea more. He spent the past year since his father was almost killed Right. Like really building a brand and really like from the ground <laughs> up building the station up so that they could eventually, <laughs> the college students love it. Like it's like the local college like station so they can get to this point where he can eventually call them just to send them on this bullshit trip. Just to send them on a trip where he can kill them. Where it is, it is like what? Who was smoking what? Who was smoking what? Because it is, like, what? It's truly asinine. Like, the more obvious thing would just be, like, they're college students, and it's summer. They just go on a trip. And maybe Will yeah. is the one who like, is, like, hey, you know, my family's got this house, or we used to go to this place. We loved it. Like, and then they go there. Like, as opposed to, like, <laughs> hey, we know. They're going to call <laughs> call this radio station. They're going to ask them this geography question that we're going to broadcast and someone's gonna hear that question and be like they didn't get that right i mean can we talk about that <laughs> like it's brazilian <laughs> like, <laughs> like nobody at one point ever in the movie up until the very very last second like and lets them know that the answer was wrong i mean nobody no nothing everybody listening to the radio was just okay with them getting the answer wrong and winning a trip to paradise and like here, realistically, I think Brazil is one of those countries that when, if you ask them on the capital, they will say Rio. And I can't mm -hmm. blame them. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like Australia where like everyone says Sydney, but it's like Canberra. And I'm like, where the fuck is that? Who goes there? But like, right. it exists. Like I get it, but it, it is odd that like no one at any point or they didn't tell anyone else like, oh my God, we got this like trip. They asked us what the capital of Brazil and they're like, and we said Rio. And the person's like, it's Brasilia. Or like. Brazil. Yeah, like you know like no yes. no one ever said this like <laughs> but you know it's america the american school system so why everybody thought the wrong answer <laughs> i mean especially look especially if you go in your pantry and pull out your brazilian coffee and the only the only word on the coffee ground is brazil so of course that's what you are bound to think i love that that's how she got the answer she was like wait I have coffee from another country. Hold on a second. <laughs> and then she opens the cabinet and it just so happens to be some like Brazilian coffee bean. Like what? And also it's the assumption that wherever the, the coffee bean comes from must be the capital. <laughs> like, I don't think that way, honey. Like, no. Oh my God. Insanity. Like, I like to think like someone is um like, I don't know, somewhere in like another country, let's say they're in Poland, similar scenario, like name the capital of the United States. And they just go rummaging in their, in like their pantry and they find like some cheese and they're like, huh, it's uh, Wisconsin, it's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> like, yeah, it has to be, it says it on the cheese. It's where cheese is from. Okay. 
Jesus from America, Wisconsin. Like, they're okay. like, you're right. You're going to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. Gear up, kids. All expenses paid. You leave tomorrow. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. So then we get like, um, we we get, I guess, the reintroduction of this this guy who, by the way, we still don't, this killer that we still, not even his son, but like the older guy, we don't know anything about. Like, nope. We don't know why he's supposed to be scary. He's just some crazy, and he's very Southern. Ah, Julie. I'm back, Julie. Like, it, he went like, like full like, Cajun. Like, <laughs> He, he like left Bonton from True Blood to kill Julie. And <laughs> he sounds like um, what's his name? Like Renee it was like the first season killer, the serial yes. killer. He sounds yes. just like him. <laughs> All right, baby. Come on, Julie. Like, <laughs> I'm back, Julie. Make sure when you kill somebody, they're dead. And he's always like smiling at her with a really big smile. Like, I don't understand him at all. I don't know. I don't get him. I mean, it's like you said, it's why this killer is not memorable and does not stand the <laughs> test of time. Cause it is so like, what is his deal? And also just kind of silly, the fisherman, like one point when they're at the nightclub and Julie's like, you know, they have the strobe lights, lights going. So that's traumatizing but she like looks up and she's like a fisherman just standing on the balcony and it just looks very silly like <laughs> no it's like why why did he bring what is the need for his slicker you know it's his, it's his look it's his fit um julie has her final girl outfit this is his outfit <laughs> i love that he brought his slicker to the bahamas yeah he knew I like live. it's hurricane season he's like yeah get wet. <laughs> get rained on um and i will say one of the most to me, like, none of that stuff matters. Like, I don't care at all about the killer, which is insane. I don't care about the plot. The thing in this movie that really frustrates me is I hate this trope, and I always hate it in every movie. I hate that she's supposed to look crazy the whole time, and they just run it into the ground of them being like, Julie, gosh, Julie, you're at it again. <laughs> Like, she did just have, like, nine people die in her life. Like, all her friends died. She was almost murdered. Mm -hmm. And they're acting like she's, like, this lunatic because she's, like, having anxiety. Exactly. Which is why the scene down on the dock was so frustrating because... And why it was confusing because I was like, well, how much do they know about what happened to her? Because they're acting in a way that implies that they, like oh, she's fine. Like, nothing's, ha- like, girl, what are you, like, you're tripping. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, but you, so you know all the things. Yeah. Apparently, except for, like, the additional murders, maybe. Right. But you're really annoyed that she's, like, a huge bummer on this vacation. Yeah. Kai Pfeiffer is like, so you killed a guy, and then you forgot to tell us that you didn't really kill the guy? Thanks, Julie. <laughs> now he's after us. Now we have to go defend ourselves. It's like, what is happening? Well, she also didn't remember it because the plot is so confusing. I didn't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I too. Damn. Yeah. Makai, relax. I mean, she saw his, his hand get cut off and they thought, well. Yeah, they plopped him in the middle of the ocean. Brady's <laughs> like, how could you not tell us every detail, Julie? Let's go find some weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Which like... I don't know. I'm thinking, I, I guess if I were on like a resort, 
what would I get? I guess I'll go to the kitchen and just get some shit. But like, where, like, where would I realistically go to like get some weapons? Like, like where would I go now? I don't. I'm right here where I live to go get a weapon. Like, from where? Like, <laughs> well, they do go to the kitchen. Remember, remember, because Piper is like, shut the fuck up. Y'all hungry too? Look for some food. Shut the fuck up and eat. <laughs> like, okay, like. He goes full like Ike Turner. He finds cake and like force feeds it to everyone. It's like, why are you so obsessed to eat? Like, how are you hungry? Like, aren't you terrified? What's happening? Right. The killer is currently trying to find you guys in this room. So I'm gonna make a Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) I also honestly can't believe that they fully recreated the what are you waiting for scene. Like they just recreated it. It was shocking. Isn't that it crazy? Was shocking. I was like, did you guys really just do it again? Like, especially because that's like the most, like, I'm wondering, were they thinking that like, you know, people like make fun of that scene, right? Were they just trying to like, let's just do it again to give them like a good laugh? Or was it right. like a, oh man, like uh, Jen was just so good, you know, last <laughs> her, the way she did that scene, it was so believable. Also, she's really good at shaking those titties. Let's get her in there again. <laughs> like, like. I I cackled when it happened. Because then all of a sudden, even though they're out in the rain, her voice becomes like, like she's in a coliseum. Like it sounds like she's a gladiator. And she's like, this is it. This is the final time. (laughs) She's like, what are you waiting for, huh? This is it. On my grave. On my way. Like having a full monologue out in the the rain. And they're all just staring at her. It also reminds me of Anna Faris like, nailed it in I the know. scary movie like movie doing it like she's so like it she she captured the awkwardness of the screaming the spinning and then just like spinning like it's yeah. so silly like who oh god i don't know who's like, tonight we battle <laughs> like this is like, like good what are, you what are you talking about and she oh is, she is like, at that point, it's just, what did they call it in the 90s? Jiggle TV? Oh, yeah. It's just, she's soaking wet. Her, her shirt is unbuttoned way down to her belly button. She's randomly in JLo's green Grammy dress. And she <laughs> is just jiggling and bouncing and like, just Peggy bundying the house down. I wonder how many takes she had to do for that scene. Oh my God. Probably the, so many. Probably, I'm sure the director was like, we still didn't get it. Uh, take 64, roll it, boys. But, but there's like no tape in it. It's just like, right. just watching her. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like no just, one's filming it anymore. <laughs> it's just them all using personal camcorders to film it themselves. They're like, take 72. Um, <laughs> and I just also love that like this guy, like the guy, Billy Blue's son or whatever. Whose name is clearly like, his name is Ben Willis and the kid's name is Will Benson. It's like, very obviously the son. He's like, Ben's son, get it? Like, yeah, he's what? like, don't you see, Julie? Don't you see Will Benson, Ben's son? It's like, what? what is this clue? What movie is this? He was giving us a full like, um, like Harry Potter, like what's, yeah. what's, what's his fucking name? Uh, <laughs> oh, Tom Marvel of Wordle. He does like the yes. magic, and it's like I am Lord Voldemort. It's like, oh man, <laughs> dang it! Don't you see now, Julie? 
She's like, no, I need you to fully explain everything a couple of times, Polly. I need you to like write it out. Like give me your full family tree. I don't get it. Yeah, she's like, oh, Benson. So you, okay, Benson. Like I wasn't really thinking that. Okay. <laughs> don't you see? Um, <laughs> and then I love when she like finally does kill him when she kills the guy. And it's okay, like- Okay, I'm sorry. I remember <laughs> the way you're saying Julie. It came to me. I knew what was going to happen. Have you seen um, the next Karate Kid? Yes. Hillary's <laughs> oh like, God. it's Julie, the fucking guy oh from that movie. God. The weird, like, fascist, like, uh, military kid from the school. Yes. He's always like, hey, Julie. It's Julie. Insane. Julie. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Continue. <laughs> no. Sorry. I just had to gag and pump and, um, pause the microphone because I'm like laughing too hard it's very that I love that movie he's <laughs> so good um but when she like cartoonishly it's like the end of this movie is literally Animaniacs it is a full-blown <laughs> hand-drawn cartoon she like when she shoots him she's like just fucking die already and he's like for some reason superhuman he's been shot 80 times and he's like oh She's also shooting him with like a six shooter and she shoots him eight times. Right. And we know that was already missing a bullet. So she's just like, I don't know how it's possible. But so many bullets. It's like a handgun machine gun. It's just like. <laughs> da, 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 da. And then he like cartoonishly falls into a, in a, a, a muddy grave. His face is still very blatantly moving because he's being rained on. So the actor can't pretend that it's not affecting him. He's like winking and. <laughs> scrunching up he's his like nose. he's like kind of drowning a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's like just above the mud uh, <laughs> and it's just it just is the most cartoonish ending to this movie ever i mean it like it couldn't be more it's it is it's like looney tunes but also you think they would learn this man has trouble dying. So you need right. to get something to like, you need to dismember this man. Like, yes, cut off his fool, head. Like, is resilient. He's bulletproof. <laughs> and I just love that she shoots him perfectly into her grave. <laughs> <laughs> his grave that he came out to the Bahamas to write Julie 1998 in red spray paint. <laughs> yeah he falls in like um billy in hocus pocus yeah. just like <laughs> yawns and just falls <laughs> julie lies here uh, <laughs> um and then of course like the funny thing about these movies is that each time they end with her it's like they they end with her and everybody being completely fine like mm-hmm. never the killer's dead she, like it cuts to a scene that's like sepia toned it's beautifully lit of her like skipping and being like <laughs> i'm getting the mail <laughs> my life's so good <laughs> we bought a house yeah <laughs> every day more good she like keeps looking at freddie prince jr while he brushes his teeth and he's like she's so charmed by him yeah he's got some nice teeth <laughs> <laughs> And I guess we should, I should mention that Freddie Prince Jr. does, again, Zorro his way. I mean, and this one is like more so of like a Kill Bill thing because he's going through, 
I mean, he has chartered a boat. He's sold his <laughs> the ring. He found a gun. He, I mean, he's all over the country gathering the tools that he needs to get to Julie on in the Bahamas. And then he shows up and does not shit. He shows up after all that. He doesn't know how to shoot the gun. Nope. He gets the shit beaten out of him. And that's it. Yep. He didn't do anything to help at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess he brought a gun. Well, he was there. He was there. <laughs> he was there to hold her at the end. But he promised to be there. So he was there. That's what matters. Like, yeah. she should have chewed him out after he shows up. And after she killed everyone, she'd just be like, but like, my guy, you did nothing. <laughs> like, why what do you was the point? showing up to just get beaten up like I, now i'm saving you like i have to save just you disappoint me <laughs> yeah. um and just guess what and they and they still end up together it's like that stupid how it started like what it is now meme that's happening right now and it's like right yeah how it started and it's like him showing up late to the fucking climax and then then they're just brushing their teeth together later and they're happy <laughs> like, yeah they're just homeowners they're homeowners and she's in another <laughs> a nice clean tank with no bra um and he's enamored by his electric toothbrush which i guess in 98 was like a revelation i guess that was new i guess yeah, it, it would have been my teeth have never been so clean he's like i love this thing <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to think of anything else that I love about this movie or that I feel like I need to get off my chest before we we bury it in a grave March Julie 1998. I mean, um, of course it pulls the same thing it did in the first, which is Oh yeah. Uh-oh, like killer still is which in my head I'm like she just has PTSD and she just keeps having these dreams over and over again. That's what it is, right? Yeah, I figured it's like he's definitely dead. Like come on now, like cuz I mean they 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 do that with the first one and then they retcon it at the beginning of this to be like, oh, you're having those dreams again? Like, was it just like the one in the shower? And it's like, oh, okay. So like we have to explain away how the killer it keeps popping up. But that's what I figured is that she's just having these terrible dreams still. So yeah, so that's what it feels like. It feels like she's dreaming. And I think that they also just like to come up with any excuse to get her to scream again. Yeah because she's such a great scream so they're like we got to get in like a, one last good jennifer love hewitt just wailing into right into the camera i just love it It was just like she checks the mail sees her like first mortgage payment and then screams and ends <laughs> like, that's it it's like she just <laughs> is an adult and then she screams <laughs> <laughs> oh my god literally she gets like a letter from the contractor and we will never know what it says <laughs> um, I mean, that all being said, as much as we just ripped this movie's asshole apart, I love it. I will watch it again. Oh, yeah. At some point, probably the 4th of July. <laughs> and, you know, I applaud Brandy for being in a horror film. I wish more people talked about it. Um, I don't know. I just, I love this movie. Have you ever seen the third one? No, I have def that one. I don't forget it. I definitely have not seen that movie. <laughs> I've heard many, many people say that it's the worst horror movie that they've ever tried to sit through. Like genuinely. Ooh. 
Well, now yeah. you have to see it then, because that's yeah. that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like a straight to Hollywood video moment. Oh, I love that. Um, well, yeah, I guess, do you have anything else that you want to add about this, uh, this iconic canon <laughs> film? Listen, if you, if you got through this entire episode and you like, ha- but you haven't somehow seen the movie, like go see it. Like it actually is, mm-hmm. it's on Showtime right now. Um, it was so fun. And I think it's great for like, similar to the first one. If you're not a huge horror fan, I think this one's like perfect. It's just a fun, it's a fun time. Yeah, this is, that's a good point. This is a really good horror movie for somebody that isn't really into that whole thing because it's mostly like a teen drama but this just so happens to have like some horror elements to it and it, yeah it's just mm-hmm. fun it's just like 90s fun it's really 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 fun to watch and once it picks up like once the the things start happening it's just it's just moment after moment of like some cliche fun horror moment yes absolutely we'll tell people where they can find you and your podcast and all the things um i'll plug my twitter i'm on twitter um i do comedian things sometimes <laughs> <laughs> no i'm gonna claim it. i'm a comedian and i'm on twitter yeah my, my handle is s-e-y underscore anything that's say underscore anything um i also have two podcasts um one is we die first it's a horror podcast which we will have troy on very soon i'm going to talk to you about when you're coming on because you have to come on yay um, yes um, we I first find it wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, um, along with the Solve Listen Network, everybody wants something. It's a Degrassi podcast. We're about to close out junior high. So check it out. Oh my God. You guys are about, I can't believe that you are about to close out of junior high. Like I can't even believe that you, that's like such a wild accomplishment. It's insane. That's but I'm like crazy. It's so crazy, but I'm so excited because high is going to be so, so fun. Oh my God. Well, Thank you so much for doing this with me. At any moment, if you want to come back and talk about a horror movie uh, through October, you are more than welcome to. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Of course. I will talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.